mad thing, mad thing. I'm in a field like Anglo-Saxon. Yes. Joke, man, don't ask my ranking. Nope. Still cool with the kiddies, no ramping. Killy. Cool kid, guys say I look handsome. <laughs> handsome, <laughs> handsome. <laughs> man, I lying on us about tantrums. Yo. Make a boy lay down, no planking. Mm. Make a boy lay down on my celly. Leave you on the deck like Mike Pantelli. TJ on the block, Spinelli. Jen out the pot, yeah, make a spaghetti. Little man on the wing, Martinelli. He was in the field trying to pop his cherry. Rock that steady, sound of the box on your marks, get ready. Southeast steps southwest, and now we like steps southeast. With Phineas, not Belgique, but with a mop discreet. Free TG, free T, stuck in a box, got a job complete. What's happening, people? Welcome back to another episode of M5 Vibes. I'm your host, Joanne. And yeah, man, it's been a long while since I recorded one of these. Obviously, life has gotten in the way. I've been very busy, mostly with work, to be fair, but it is what it is, man. I feel like now is a good point in the summer to take stock of uh, where Arsenal are in terms of all their dealings on and off the pitch, especially now that the players have returned to pre-season training. Of course, yesterday they they were at London Colney. All the guys that aren't on international duty, which to be fair is about 90-95% of the squad at this uh, current moment. So, yeah, man, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to be talking uh, mostly about um, the transfer dealings that uh, we're doing at the moment potential signings, one that looks very close to be being announced as soon as his quarantine ends. I think uh, his quarantine should end tonight, actually. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that towards the end of the pod. Talk about some of the departures uh, at first team level and at under 23 level. And yeah, man, just uh, my thoughts of what I want to see in the weeks, well, in this last month, uh, gearing up to that first game of the season away at Brentford. So yeah. I've got nothing else to add, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, just follow me on my socials at Communicado Offi on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, let's get right into reaction. All right, so let's start with what's been going on at youth team level. And there's been a couple of departures already. I've been a little bit surprised with the swiftness of some of these deals. A little bit surprised with their destination, but it is what it is. Um, we've had Sec Medley. Uh, Trey Coyle and Mark McGuinness all leave on permanent transfers or for free to uh, KV Ustenda in the Belgian Pro League in the Medley's case, FC Lausanne in the Swiss Super League in Trey Coyle's case, and with Mark McGuinness, he has joined Cardiff City in the EFL Championship. Now, for me, I'm not surprised that they've chosen to move on because uh, I feel like they're at the seed in their careers, they're the age now. Where being 20, 21, I think uh, they need to pursue first team football elsewhere. And uh, it was becoming abundantly clear that that probably wasn't going to be at Arsenal. So, yeah, I don't regard them moving on. Medley, of course, uh, we thought he might have had a bright future here. But uh, I think after he didn't really get a chance on the Una Emery, especially when we were struggling at centre back then, I always thought the writing was on the wall for him. But. Uh, He's done himself proud. He's had that loan at Gillingham. He had the loan at, uh, towards the end of the season at Kilmarnock in the Scottish Premier League. So, yeah, KV Ustenda have chosen to uh, take a punt on him and uh, he'll get to test himself in the Belgian Pro League. We have a sell-on clause in that deal and I think um, I think first option if uh, any team wants to buy him as well. So maybe we can make uh, a little plus Valencia if anything happens there. Trey Coyle. Going to uh, FC Lausanne now. The Swiss Super League is quite obscure, but uh, it can work out for players. I've seen uh, I've seen Levi Lumeka go to the 
Portuguese second tier. He went to Vazim and they got a move to FC Trois in the in League Deux in the year. And now Trois have been promoted to Liga, so it could work out for you if you make the right move sometimes. And uh, being at FC Lausanne, they can try and fight to maybe qualify for the Europa League or the Europa Conference League. All going well, God willing. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that turns out to be a good move for my man. And uh, Mark McGuinness, of course, being in the championship, he was on loan at Ipswich uh, last season. Didn't really set the world alight, but, uh, yeah, Cardiff have chosen to sign him permanently. I'm guessing they like, they like what they've seen of him so far in League One. And, yeah, again, I hope he has a good time there because uh, Cardiff are a good club. They've done well with uh, they've done well with uh, their young players recently. I've seen the likes of a uh, Sang, for example. In fact, let me look through the Cardiff squad. They've got Ruben Colwell, who uh, made it into the Wales squad for the Euros, so that's very good to see. And uh, Cardiff have a very good academy. So if I just look at if I just look at Cardiff's uh, squad right now, I know they I know they were promoting a lot of young players, especially towards the end of last season. So like I said, Ruben Colwell. Um, apologies, people. Why is it taking so long? Let's just look at Cardiff's squad. I know they got rid of Sol Bamba at the back as well, so they do need players at the back in that position. So we look at their squad. No, not 2021. 2021 season. Thank you very much. Yeah, they've got Joel Bagan that's coming to the squad from the academy. I think, um, yeah, like I said, Tom Sang. Uh, Ruben Colwell, uh, Kieran Evans, that's another one I was thinking of. There's someone else on my mind as well. I can't remember. Is it? No, not Max Swatters. They signed him, didn't they? But yeah, anyways, uh, I think Cardiff are doing a good job of building a squad with uh, with uh, a lot of young players, but also sprinkled with that experience. Like they brought in James Collins from Luton, who had a very good season last year. They have Kiefer Moore, who did very well in the Euros as well. They got Lee Tomlin, Marlon Pack. Uh, they have Josh Murphy, who they signed from Newcastle. Leandro Bacuna. Uh, Sean Morrison, who I remember from Reading when they were in the Premier League. Aidan Flint, who they brought in, uh, used to play for Bristol City. They've got Alex Smithies in goal, who's a decent shot stopper, and Dylan Phillips as well. So, yeah, they've got a decent squad. I don't know if they'll be one of the front runners to go up next season. It's it's hard to tell with the championship because uh, it doesn't always work out the way you think. But I'd like to think, especially with Mick McCarthy as their manager, that he has a good chance of uh, they have a good chance of uh, maybe mounting a promotion push next season. And yeah, they've gotten rid of a lot of experienced players like Joe Bennett, Saul Bamba, like I said, Robert Glatzel to Hamburg, uh, Junior Hoylet, who was there for a while, Johnny Williams. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, McGuinness gets on there. They don't really have too many players at the back in that position. So I would like to think, especially with the system they play, I think they usually play a 3-4-3, like I remember when Jordi Osei Tutu was there last season before he got injured. He was playing mostly as a wing back, sometimes as in a back four as a right back. So yeah, he's not got a lot of competition. Just Morrison, Nelson, Perry, and G can play there as well. But yeah, he's not got a lot of competition to really fight for. So yeah, hopefully he can make a good fifth of it over at Cardiff. If I look at some of the other young players they've left, they've got we've got some that have left on loan. We had Matt Smith, who had announced the other day has joined Doncaster on loan now. I know he did very well at Swindon in the first half of the season in League Two. He then went to Charlton, joined the League One Charlton for the second half of the season. Didn't fare as well 
So now he's having a full season on loan at Doncaster. And yeah, it'll be very nice to see Matt Smith get his career back on track because there was a period where he was very close to the first team. Especially when Mikel Arteta first came in, he was in the squad. Particularly um, when they, when you know, when they expanded the squads to like twelve players on the bench, and that like he was on the he was in the squad for the FA Cup final, for example. So yeah, Matt Smith, um, probably one of the more underrated guys in our academy. I suppose it is quite hard to make it through Arsenal, especially as a midfielder. And you look at the sort of midfielders that, that Arsenal have produced in the last few years. Like we've had Emil Smith Rowe come through. We've got Miguel Aziz and Charlie Patino trying to come through at the moment. Also Ben Cottrell, Matt Smith. I do wonder if this season might be one where Matt Smith at the end of it goes, you know what, I think it's time for me to spread my wings and fly and leave Arsenal permanently now. So, yeah, we'll see what happens at Doncaster. Of course, being in, good, in League One, it's a good level for him to test himself out. If he does well, maybe a championship side will take a punt on him. And that's exactly what's happened to someone like Ben Chafe. He joined Coventry unknown for the season. Started off well, kind of fizzled out a bit, but he did show enough to the manager, Mark Robbins, in that time to uh, persuade them to take up the option on him. So, yeah, now he's joined Coventry City permanently on a three-year deal. So, uh, hopefully Ben Chafe can uh, make a good... Uh, make a good meal of his career down in the championship for the time being. Maybe, who knows, if he does well, he can get to the Premier League. So, yeah, Matt Smith gone, uh, Ben Chafe gone, that's another one. There's someone else who I'm, I'm missing at the moment. So, let me just go on Arsenal 2021-22. There's someone else I'm missing that's left unknown recently. Uh, who, who am I missing? Top of my head, I had it in my head. I am missing Daniel Ballard, of course. I'm missing Daniel Ballard. He's joined Millwall on loan again. Another move to the championship, of course. Uh, he did very well with Blackpool last season in League One. I expected that he would join them again for their season in the championship, but uh, I don't know. Maybe if it was down to figures, maybe it was just the fact that Millwall are probably a more stable club at the moment and uh. Yeah, being in a more stable club like Millwall gives him a chance for us to really see where he's at. He's 21 now, so this is the key season for him. Again, Ballard, he is um, not a regular for the national team, but he's already made nine appearances. So now we're in a situation where I think he also probably has to decide where his long-term future lies. Does he want to try and fight for it at Arsenal? Does he want to try and make a meal of it elsewhere? I don't know, maybe Millwall will take him permanently if he does well there. And if I look at the makeup of Millwall's squad, again, it's a place where he's not got too much competition for places. Again, they play with uh, they play with wing backs. They play in the, with a three-four-three most of the time. And yeah, I look at the other centre backs. They've got Alex Pierce. They've got uh, they got Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper. Uh, they also got another young lad, Hayden Muller. But yeah, I'd expect Bailout to get quite a bit of game time. To be fair. Um, yeah, not a lot of other players that can actually play in this position. So I expect Ballard to get significant minutes over the season. Hopefully he can continue his progression. And yeah, man, if nothing else, just uh, hopefully make Arsenal a tidy profit, a tidy sum. Because I think um, I think we really need to get better at selling um, selling players out of the academy. I don't think we've good at, done a good job of that in recent years. The only good sale I think we've really made is probably Alex Iwobi to Everton. Aside from that, it would be really poor. Like, even the deals we're doing right now, like, 
I think we could have got a fees for all of Medley, um, McGuinness and uh, Trey Coyle, but uh, I guess Arsenal just wanted to shift them and maybe refresh the squad, especially after the poor season we had at under-23 level. And the final player, now he's finally come to my head, he wasn't even Ballard I was thinking of. I was thinking of Daniel Ayagoke, who's gone to Brentford. He rejected a new contract with Arsenal, chosen to sign for Brentford. He's gone into their B-side. And uh, yeah, man, I think this is a very good move for him because you look at Brentford, they're a very forward-thinking club. Of course, they've got that whole money ball strategy. They sign... Uh, their youth recruitment is very good because what they do is they just sign uh rejects is reject is not the right word but um they take punts on players and uh they do very well at uh, getting them out on loan getting them experience in other places like i remember i remember what they've done with the likes of Marcus Fors who they signed from um i think it was HDK not HJK Helsinki. There was, they signed him from uh, a European club, I'm pretty sure. Let me look at Brentford squad right now. But yeah, there's some examples. Of course, they've, they've already got another ex-Arsenal player in Josh De Silva there. And someone we were actually interested in a couple of years back in Rico Henry. And uh, yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's a good move for Daniel going to Brentford, going into their B squad. At the moment, I don't think they have a an out and out right back because I know that uh, Mikael Dalsgaard has gone to FC Midtjylland in uh, back in the, in uh, Denmark, sorry, and they've got that other guy Rizalev. So I don't expect uh, Oyegoke to go into the squad, but yeah, man, we'll see what they do. But uh, we look at the other squad. What's the what's the B squad? Does it show me the B squad? Uh, look at the B squad. Yeah, so if I look at some of the players in the B squad, obviously they got Daniel Oyuk, okay. They've got uh, Aaron Presley, who I remember from uh, used to play for Aston Villa. Uh, they've got uh, Yako Oksanen. Oh, it was sorry, it was actually Yako Oksanen I was thinking of that used to play for um, HHK Helsinki back in Finland. As for Marcus Fors, Oh, sorry, actually, before I go into Marcus Fors, another guy I've just seen here is uh, Paris Magoma, who used to play for Tottenham. But yeah, they do a very good job of just like identifying players that have kind of slipped through the cracks of other clubs and integrating them into their setup. So yeah, you look at the Brentford squad right now, the players that they promoted from the B squad, of course, Marcus Fors, like I said. Uh, Luka Ratchic, uh, Mads Bidstrup, who they promoted at the end of the season, Jan Zamburek, I think Mads Beck Sorensen and uh, Roslev got promoted. I think the same with, uh, I want to say the same with, with Janelt as well, but maybe they signed him. But yeah, if I look at someone like Marcus Fors, for example, yeah, he's a prime example of what I mean of Brentford just picking up players that have kind of like... Uh, fallen through the clap through the cracks, sorry. And uh yeah, he was on he was at West Brom for two years. He signed a scholarship deal and he ended up uh, joining Brentford at the end of that scholarship. So yeah man, Brentford is a very good club to be at nowadays and they know what they're doing. They know how they they know how to develop young players and even if he doesn't succeed there you can guarantee that he will get a good move. So yeah, that's the final departure at uh, under twenty three under 18 level as for the arrivals at uh youth team level 
Um, we've also actually, I can't actually think of any players. Of course, we bought him Karim Rekic last season. I haven't seen too much of him because he's been injured. But yeah, let me just look at some. Uh, is there anyone else I'm missing from the departures? The under 23 level, uh, Levi Lang went to West Ham on a free, Joseph Oluwu, who of course was at um. Cork City in Ireland on loan. He's uh he's left at the end of his contract. I already mentioned Ben Shea gone to Coventry permanently. Uh, Luke Plange has gone to Derby. That's another good young. That's another good club to go to if you're a young player. I know it hasn't really worked out for like um, what's my man's name? Uh, Bobby Duncan since he joined there from Fiorentina. But yeah. Yeah, not too much to say about that. Now let's move on to what's been happening at first team level, of course, what we're all here for. And yeah, there's also been a few uh, departures there. So uh, the other day, Matteo Ganduzzi left to join Marseille on a loan with an obligation to buy for 11 million. Of course, he, has, he was on loan at Hertha Berlin in, uh, in the Bundesliga last season. I don't think Ganduzzi set the world alight, but uh, from what I saw, he certainly was doing all right. I think he started off well, but he kind of fell into his old bad habits, certainly off the pitch. And the manager, or the manager at the time, was kind of having a pop at him. And uh, yeah, but I think since he, I think since he had his his child with his wife, I think he's certainly mellowed. I think he's, I mean, I wouldn't say he's completely matured, but he's certainly, he's certainly grown up a bit more. But yeah, man, hopefully Ganduzi has a good time out in Marseille because I really wanted it to work out from here. Unfortunately, it hasn't because of uh, all those issues he's had off the field, uh, the relationship breaking down between him and the club and Arteta. And yeah, it's sad that we haven't really extracted uh, premium value out of him, but listen, with the situation the club is in right now, needing money, we just need to get players off the wage bill, man. It is what it is. We gotta just write it off and go again. We've made profit on Genduzi regardless. Another player that should be leaving, well, certainly at the end of his loan spell is uh Dinos Mavropanos, who's joined the Stuttgart again on loan with uh I think an obligation to buy if uh, Stuttgart don't get relegated. Now Sh- Mavropanos, I think he did well at Stuttgart, but I think it was kind of overstated because uh, he was often injured. And when I saw him, certainly in big games, I wouldn't say out of his depth, but he certainly struggled. I certainly remember a game against Bayern where he really, really, really got peppered. And against Borussia Dortmund, he really, really got... Uh, he caught hellfire. So, yeah, man, Mavropanos, he's a, good, he's a decent centre-half, but in terms of the way we want to play, I don't think his ball-playing ability is the best. But yeah, he'll suit a team that Stuttgart. He'll suit a team that uh, yeah aren't as proactive as Arsenal want to be. As for some other potential departures, we've got of course Granit Xhaka, who's been uh, who's uh, moved to Roma. Seems like it's been rumbling on for ages, but hasn't really happened just yet. Hopefully he leaves because I'm just getting fed up of talking about that guy. I'm fed up of uh, his. Um, yeah, I'm just fed up of all of this because even though I like Jack as a player, it's like it's enough now, man. We just need to move on from uh, that period, those characters, and yeah, just move on, man. Uh, other guys leaving. Uh, Alex Renison could be going to uh, Altai Sport in uh, Turkey. I don't know if that's going to be a loan or a permanent, but who knows? We'll see that. Um, anyone else? 
Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. Uh, David Luiz, of course, we know he left on a free. Other guys that could leave, uh, Lucas Torreira probably will leave. Uh, Seth Kolasinac, who did return for preseason training yesterday, he will probably leave. Hector Bellerin, fuck knows what's happening with my man, but again, he's another one that probably needs to be shifted. Eddie Nketiah is probably going to leave by the end of the window. Maitland Niles, I wouldn't be surprised if he left towards the end of uh, this window. Jordi uh, Osetutu, I think, will probably leave as well, but I don't know if he's injured at the moment. William Saliba will probably go on loan, which annoys me because I feel like we could have... Uh, I think this would have been a good season to maybe bed him in, integrate him and uh, play him, give him minutes in the Premier League, but uh, hey, man, it's his choice to go on loan. And we'll see if that uh, loan move to Marseille ends up going through. Of course, there's been reports in the French media that... Um, the manager, Jorge uh, Sampaoli, prefers to sign Luan Perez from uh, Brazil. So we'll see. I don't know if that means that's not going to happen then. And yeah, let's finally get into the... Let's finally get into some potential incomings. And yeah, I mentioned it uh, earlier. One that seems to be... Uh, one that seems to be uh, happening now is uh, Nuno Tavares from Benfica left-back, so that's finally the left-back to guarantee sorted. Of course, we really did need one. Uh, we actually did play against Nuno Tavares in the Europa League last season. He got cooked by Bakayo Saka for the winner, which is no shame because uh, Saka is a lovely, lovely player. But, uh, yeah, man, we're signing him for £10 million. He's currently in London at the moment uh, in quarantine. So, I think with the way it works, he should get that early release maybe today or tomorrow. So, yeah, hopefully all the formalities can be done. He's already done his Portugal, his medical out in Portugal, sorry. So, yeah, it's just a matter of uh, when and not if this signing will be done. And I expect that deal to be announced probably on Monday, to be honest. Another one that seems to be inching ever closer and another player that seems to be inching closer to becoming an Arsenal player is uh, Albert Sambi Lokonga from uh, Anderlecht. He's a midfielder. We do need midfielders. We are quite short in that area at the moment, of course, especially when Xhaka leaves. Well, when slash if Xhaka leaves, I expect Xhaka to leave. And yeah, Lukonga, of course, he's currently the underlet captain. He's 21. He was in the, he was on standby for Belgium at the Euros. And yeah, he's a very good, uh, talented prospect. And I like the look of him, man. I really like the look of him. He's got a lot of energy. He carries the ball well. He could... Um, uh, he could fix up his passing a little bit, especially um, when he tries to switch to play in that. But uh, he's a young player, of course. That'll come in time. But yeah, man, he seems to be a good backup for someone like Thomas Partey. We still need someone to really, really give us what Xhaka does in midfield. I still don't think we've really sourced or identified anyone that can really replace what he brings. So yeah, it's up to you, Edu and Richard Garlic. What can you pull out the bag? And uh, yeah, so uh, Lukonga should be joining Arsenal for around 17, 18 million. Hopefully, again, that's one that will be done next week. He hasn't returned to, well, actually, no, he has returned to training with Anderlecht. But uh, yeah, I think he should be coming to London very soon and hopefully becomes an Arsenal player very soon because uh, preseason has started. So get your ass, I mean, get your move, get a move on. Come on, man, hurry up. 
Um, other players that could be joining, uh, Ben White. Now, uh, Chris Wheatley said that that deal is almost done. And yeah, so if we're signing Ben White from Brighton, another centre-back coming in. This will be for a fee of around £50 million pounds now for me. Of course, there's a lot of money. Like, of course, there's a lot of money. Like, um, Ben White, he's only played one season in the Premier League. And so to be taking this part on him is, of course, is a very large outlay. It's a big expenditure, but we're buying his potential. And he's not perfect, of course, but I do like what I've seen of him in the Premier League so far. He's done well wherever he's been, whether it's been Newport, Leeds, and now Brighton. He's had a few shaky moments, but yeah, primarily playing centre-back. He's also played at right wing-back for Brighton and also in midfield. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if he does fill in another position for us sometimes, but I expect, it to be, I expect him to be a partner for Gabriel next season. Other players we've been linked to um, recently, we've been linked to Hossam Awa again. Now Alexis Bernard of uh, Letenspor has been saying that, so we made a bid for him recently. We'll see what happens with that. I don't know if Awa will become an Arsenal player again. Well, why am I saying again like he's ever signed for us? But I don't know if that will happen. We've, of course, been linked to James Madison, but it seems like Leicester are trying to price us out of that move, quoting $60 million. I don't know if Arsenal will stump up the cash for that. But yeah, man, for me, what I'm a bit surprised about so far is that we really haven't been linked to any right-backs, which is a bit scary because is Bellerin leaving or not? And if he is leaving, why are we not being linked to a right back? Like, for example, the two main players who I like so far from uh, having looked and scouted uh, during the summer so far, I really like. Um, to be fair, one goes against uh, my <laughs> what I think of transfers, and for me, that is Joachim Mela, who's done very well for Denmark at the Euros. Of course, it's a bit of a weird one because he's actually been playing left wing back for them at the Euros, but for Atalanta, plays pretty much exclusively on the right. When he was at Genk before, he was playing as a right back, so he is used to playing in the back four. But yeah, I like what Joachim Mela brings to the table. But uh, aside from that, the other player who I really like is uh, Reid Labaku from Wolfsburg. And I really like what I saw of him at the under 21 Euros. I really like what I saw of him in the Bundesliga last season. And yeah, I think for me, if we're looking at right backs, those two for me would be the primary targets if I was uh, in the scouting system Joachim Mela and uh, Peter Lebaku. Other players, um, if I look at the squad so far, um, there was a link the other day that Pablo Mari could join uh, Besiktas on loan. I don't know if there's a uh, true or not. I, I highly doubt we'd let him go, especially if we're letting William Saliba go. But maybe if Saliba stays, then maybe Pablo Mari will go to Besiktas on loan. It's known that he wants to get regular football. Of course, Besiktas are in the Champions League next season. So, yeah, who knows, man? Who knows? We'll see what happens there. Cedric and uh, Callum Chambers. It's a tacky one because... I can't see us getting rid of both of them, but I certainly could see a scenario where we maybe try and shift out Cedric. Maybe he joins a Syria club or something, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think at the end of the day, we'll probably end up staying. I don't think anyone will take them. Seth Kalasinac, of course, he needs to fuck off and leave. Joe Willock, that's a bit of an interesting one as well, because we don't know what's happening with that. Are Newcastle going to stump up the money for a bid? Of course, we know that Arsenal are going to, I would like to think, get try and get premium value if they are going to sell. For me, I'm not trying to sell if it's uh, 
anything less than 30, 35 million because um, in this day and age, in this market, especially with the way, um, with what Willock brought to that Newcastle team, uh, scoring eight goals, or eight, nine goals for them in half a season from midfield. Like, for me, with Joe, I like Joe. But um, I think he needs to ask himself, am I going to get regular football at Arsenal next season? Now, there is a case to be made that that uh, potentially the answer to that question is actually yes, because if we look at the makeup of our squad at the moment, like let's let's just uh, let's just be real about it. We have fuck all in those positions. Like we actually have no one playing there. Like if I were to, if you if you were to say who is our starting midfield for next season at this current moment in time when we haven't made any signings, who's it going to be next season? What are we saying? Mohamed Elneny and Thomas Party, like that's not inspiring confidence. Like, I think certainly in games where you're not, we're going to be up against. It, I don't think Willock is built for that. But certainly against teams where we need we need midfield runners, I think Joe can do a thing, and I'd like to see Joe in the squad. I think, I think when all's said and done, he probably will be in the squad for next season because. I just feel like Arsenal are too fucking lazy to sign in uh, to sign uh, enough midfielders for us to have a competent squad. So I just think Willock will end up sitting by default as a body. But yeah, for Willock, I think now that he's had that taste of first team football, he needs to be selfish. He really needs to be selfish and decide: Do I want to stick it out and maybe fight for my dream here at Arsenal, or am I going to be selfish? Maybe not realistic because I still do think he can have a good future here at Arsenal, but am I going to seize my future and just not have any regrets about it? If I'm playing week in, week out, then, uh, then uh, that is to my heart's content. So, yeah, I think it's a key summer for Willock and he has to ask himself these difficult questions. Someone who probably should have done that last summer is actually Ainsley in Maitland Nows, and now he's probably regressing those decisions because now having gone to West Brom on loan, they got relegated. And now he's been linked to Watford, Crystal Palace, Southampton. Now I think I think any of those three clubs will be a good move for him, particularly particularly Southampton, because uh, of course Maitland-Niles is a very multifunctional player. He can play at right back. He can play in midfield. To be fair, Southampton are actually quite light in both those positions, really and truly. And yeah, if I look at Palace, well, Palace for the simple reason that they let a lot of players go this summer and now Patrick Vieira is working with a pretty much paper-thin squad at the moment. So they're going to need to spend money, going to need to bring players in. Maybe uh, maybe they could take Maitland now on a loan with an option to buy or something if they don't have enough money to facilitate uh, the deals that they want to do. But yeah, Palace need to get moving with their business. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Maitland went there. And uh, good luck to him because I think he's a good player. But he just needs to be serious, really, truly. He, I don't think he... Um, I can't speak for his mindset, but... Does he really want it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, it is what it is with all the, with all of these. Um, I've not got too much to say else, so... Yeah, let's get into the last section, which uh, is going to be a bit about some of the guys that have been on international duty for Arsenal. So, yeah, just to end this off, because I don't want to drag this on for too much longer. Let's talk about the Euros. And, uh, yeah, man, hopefully it's coming home. Of course, the semi-finals were last night and the day before. Italy beat Spain on penalties after a 1-1 draw. 
and England beat Denmark 2-1 after extra time. Our star boy, Bukayo Saka, did assist the uh, equaliser for, well, he forced the own goal from, who saw the own goal, was it? Yannick Vestergaard, I think. No, not Vestergaard. No, it was Vestergaard. Yeah, he forced an own goal from Yannick Vestergaard. I think Sterling would have scored the tap-in anyway. But, yeah, man, Bukayo Saka, I don't even think he's been at his best at this tournament, but he's still shown... The flashes of brilliance and uh, the flashes of what make him a very top player already. And he's, I think, for me, he's developed a lot of facets to his game very, very quickly. He's become a dramatically better player in the last 12 months. And I'm so, so proud of him because this is a guy that was coming out of the academy. He wasn't rated too tough, you know, because um, especially compared to the likes of Reese Nelson, he... Reese Nelson, Eddie and Ketcher, they were the ones getting all the hype. Bakayo Saka, he's been doing this thing from early. Like, Emre brought him in, 17 years old. He played his first game against Carabag in the Europa League. He was on stuff. He should have scored in that game. He played his first game in the Premier League, uh, like a couple months later against Fulham. Came on for the last 10 minutes. He did his thing. He should have gotten an assist in that game. Like, Every challenge he's had in his young career so far, he's always risen to it. And that's what I love about him. His mentality is top tier. When we were going through that tough patch back in uh, October, November, December, who was the one trying to drag us through games? Bukayo Saka. Who was the one who said never dropped? Bukayo Saka. Who is our player of the season, even though he kind of faded a little bit from like April onwards? Bukayo Saka. He is our star boy and he is such a top player and... For me, I really want to see where Arsenal, how Arsenal build this team in the, the next few years because he is an elite-level talent. You would have never thought it with the way he was playing, especially since he never got too much hype. And the fact that he's so multifunctional and he's, and he's played so many positions in his young career already, of course, playing at left-back when he first got into the team, playing on the left wing and now becoming a really top right winger. Like... What else can you say about the boy? He's a humble boy. He works hard. He has a good family. He's had a good upbringing. And yeah, man, I really want to see him succeed. Whether it be here or somewhere else, I don't know because I don't know the direction that Arsenal will go off in in the next few years. But you just know that Bakayo Saka will have a very top career in the game. And now, for him, if he's able to win the Euros with England on Sunday, bring that trophy home, that'll be another feather to his bow. And, uh, yeah, man, yeah, man, it'll be lovely to see pics of Bakayo Saka holding that trophy. I need that, man. I need that expeditiously because uh, he's such a good player. People were questioning, oh, why is he in the England squad? Oh, why is Lingard not there? This, that, the other. Oh, why is he starting? Da, 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 da. Every time he's had a challenge in front of him, he has risen to it and taken it with both hands. And even, like I said... I don't think he's played anywhere near his best at this tournament, but he's still shown the flashes of brilliance which make him a top player. Like, in the semi-final yesterday, I feel I feel like he was kind of overawed by the occasion and he took a while to get into the game. But once he did get into the game, what did he do? He produced a moment of quality, got his head up, made a good run from Harry Kane's pass and managed to force a goal from it. That's what top players do. When they're not playing well, they manage to pull something out the bag time and time again. That's what top players do. And we need more players of that ilk 
here at Arsenal Football Club if we're really going to progress, become a Champions League quad and start challenging for the major trophies again. So, yeah, this is just a little tribute to Bakaya Saka. Of course, we had the other guys on the Euros like Granit Xhaka, who, of course, uh, should be off to Roma soon. But Leno, who could be leaving... I don't really care anymore because he's starting to piss me off. And the Kieran Tierney, of course, uh, Scotland got knocked out pretty early. So now he's on holiday. But yeah, man, this is the end of the pod. I don't really have too much to say, really and truly. I don't want to waste any more of your time. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend or whatever. And I'll be back again. I don't even know when, when I'll be back again. Probably in like a week or so uh, when there's a bit more news. I don't want to be doing these like every other day i don't want to be doing this too often especially during the summer when fuck all is happening in fact maybe maybe i'll do uh maybe i'll do one after our first preseason game away at hibernian next uh next 13th is next tuesday so yeah i'll talk about that what happened in that game what we saw who we saw whatever maybe nuno Tavares once he gets announced will be able to feature in that game so yeah that's all from me i'm gonna get out of here so yeah Enjoy your week. Say I look handsome, handsome, handsome. Man, I lying on us about tantrums. Make a boy lay down no planking. Make a boy lay down on my celly. Leave you on the deck like Mike Pantelli. TJ on the block, Spinelli. Jen out the pot, yeah, make a spaghetti. Little man on the wing, Martinelli. He was in the field trying to pop his cherry. Rock that steady. Sound of the box on your marks, get ready. Southeast steps, southwest, and now we like steps southeast. With Phineas, not Belgique. Bop with a mop discreet. Free TG, free T's. Stuck in the box, got the job complete.